Welcome back to Call to Build. Today, I am very excited to have another guest and her name is Melissa Spolstra. And some of you guys might remember if you've been following me at all on Instagram that I mentioned that I was in an internship in 2019 and she was who I was doing it with. And it was amazing. I loved every minute of, of it. So Melissa, will you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us a little about you? Sure. So my name is Melissa Spolstra and I have so loved getting to know Ashley and just seeing all that the Lord is doing in her life. And yeah, this was my first year to take on interns and it was, it was super fun. So I am a Bible study girl. I love women's Bible study. It's just kind of my, my jam, my thing. And so I got involved, uh, writing studies. My first study came out in 2004. 14, uh, really because I was just doing Bible study with a bunch of women in my town and in living rooms. And there were just some topics that weren't available. And so decided to write them myself. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. So you guys, you guys might have done some of her Bible studies. She has quite a few. Will you name them off really quick? Which one? Sure. Yeah. So the Jeremiah daring to hope in an unstable world, Joseph, the journey to forgiveness, First Corinthians, living love when we disagree, then numbers, learning contentment in a culture of more, Elijah, spiritual stamina in every season. And then the one that just came out uh, this past in 2019 is Romans, good news that changes everything. Yeah. So if you want to know anyone who knows about writing Bible studies, this is your girl. (laughs) Um, So tell me a little bit about How did you, you said you were kind of leading Bible study anyways at your church. Is that, did you have any inkling before that time that you wanted to write or what, how was your calling story? How did that go? So I definitely always was liked words. I mean, even I can think back in sixth grade when, you know, we do creative writing or things like that and always loved to write. I was in journalism in high school and, uh, wrote a lot of papers in college because I majored in theology. And so there were lots of, lots of writing to do, but I think, um, you know, I'm, I married a pastor and had a lot of kids right off the bat. And so very much felt called really to, um, family and to church ministry first and foremost. And then as the kids all got in school and uh, really began delving in uh, with the women in my Bible study at my church, I think there were different times, even when the kids were younger, where I had this little inkling of wanting to, but um, I think there were a few things working against me, mainly myself, <laughs> my <laughs> kind of my inner voice, that negative self-talk. Um, you know, I, I remember talking myself down. I remember walking into a Christian bookstore and going, see, there's so many books. We don't need any more, you know, or, um, or I just always knew people, you know, my mentor or other amazing godly women in my life that I was like, gosh, you know, they could do it better than me. Why would I even start to, to try to do that? But I would say for a long time, there was within me that called to build and called to write. Hmm. And I kind of talked myself out of it thinking that maybe that was being humble Hmm. and meek to not pursue what I perceive to be, uh, you know, maybe a dream. And so, yeah, there just kind of came this point where, um, I really felt the Lord calling me to do risky things and had to make that choice. Am I going to go with the inner negative self-critic or am I going to go with the voice of God? And so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that is a huge thing for, and I know you've talked to me about this because I struggle with the exact same thing. And I think it's common to a lot of people. And I think like, what can you, what helped you kind of overcome that? Or what were, had, what thoughts did you start changing in your mind? Right. That's a great question. I, I feel like there just came a point where I really felt called of God to do it. Okay. And there had to be a, I'm either going to keep making excuses hmm. or I'm going to take one little step. And, and something that actually really helped me was at the time my husband was planting a church. And so I got connected with another woman who was a church planter wife okay. and she became my coach. And we did over online, we used a, a coaching website and every year I had to fill out goals for her. I, I think I made you guys do it too. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, working on it with my new <laughs> interns that are coming up this goal sheet. And in that, on that goal sheet was a dreams column. Mm. And I think I dared one year to write on the dreams column. Someday I'd love to write a book, you know, or I think I said a Bible study yeah. and she pressed on it and she was like, what would a first step look like for you toward that? Wow. And it just, and then she continued to ask me about it every month. And so I do think that started to change it because she helped me get to what's underneath that dream. And is this a calling from God? And if it is, then am I being disobedient not to pursue it? Right. And just, just recognizing and learning and just those thoughts, pattern, patterns changing that this is not about me. This is about obeying God, being true to his message Mm. and being willing to step out with a risk and fail and Mm. be okay with that too. You know, that it it wasn't, it didn't have to be about success or about my name, but obedience to God and and landing there was really, really helpful to me. But having someone press on me a little bit, I think was really helpful. Yeah. And I think like you did the same for me and I haven't really made that many <laughs> steps, but, um, you, you made know, a lot of steps. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think though, that's what we think. We think it yeah. has to be this big, I checked off 60 boxes when yeah. really a lot of times it's just one small step and yeah. then another small step. I yeah, mean, that's true. it's get your website up. It's get a video mm-hmm. on there. You, you know what I mean? It's let, you know, it's just one little thing at a time. And all of a sudden the ships change directions. Yeah. By, by taking these little bitty steps of obedience. Yeah, that's so true. And I, it's crazy to me because I told my husband the other day that I feel like <laughs> the Lord has me in like exposure therapy <laughs> because <laughs> my job is to encourage all these women who want to write yes. and I want to write and I have to be right. like, you can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so now you need to listen to yourself, what you're saying to everyone else, say yeah, that to yourself as yeah. well. It's yeah. so crazy. So yeah, we're jumping in the deep end on that, I guess. But um, one thing that I, well, I wanted to ask you, is there anything else as you've really started this whole journey and now you've been in it for quite some time and I don't, just the hard work. I think I saw by interning with you. I mean, just the barely the surface, but the really, really <laughs> hard work. I remember when you, when we were in Nashville last March filming the Roman yeah. study and you came in. That's when the first time I met you was there. And I remember you actually saying to me like, wow, that was, you had to really plan and work and 
prep for that because there were props and there were, yeah. you know, we did, we filmed six video segments in one day with a live yeah. audience. And, yeah. you know, and I, I remember being like, wow, yeah. Like, cause when you're in the throes of it, you don't realize, you know, that, that took hours. That was a lot of time. <laughs> right. Right. I will say it is very helpful to have deadlines. You know, okay. it was a lot harder when I first started writing and it was more just to pitch it or to do whatever. I think that's some of the hardest things is to be able to set your own deadlines okay, um, right. for yourself right. and to do that. But I, I also think that anyone that I've met through this process, like other speakers, other authors, um, comedians, you know, anybody that's on, you know, kind of doing this called to build, you know, a, a, a broader ministry, I feel like there's always opposition in mm. some way, shape or form. Like everyone I know has gone through some kind of a betrayal or some mm. kind of opposition. And uh, I think anticipating that maybe is just to know that that's you know, that's part of the deal of when yeah. you're real. And I, and I don't think it's actually just for women who feel called to, to write and speak. I think anytime you hardcore run after Jesus and yeah. really want to follow him and you're trying to tune yourself to the Holy spirit and you're trying to be in his word and make an impact, if it's in your church or, you know, within your family, wherever it is, I do think we just have to remember that there is an enemy who doesn't want it to happen. And so mm-hmm not to see that as doors closing in your face, but to see those as obstacles to overcome. And, and, you know, a little bit of my story, but it was, you know, some of the closest girls in my life at the time that I felt called and were obeying were kind of like, you know, who do you think you are? And why don't, why aren't you content to just be a wife and a mom? And that's, you know, that's going to take you away from your family and that's bad. And, you know, just really negative voices. And that was hard because I'm a, I'm a pleaser. And especially the people close to me. And so that was, that was rough. Yeah. So out of that, I mean, did you just kind of have to put some space between you and those people or how did you work through that time? Well, God did that. Okay. Okay. Which isn't (laughs) Um, helpful. (laughs) Wasn't really my choice. But um, yeah, but I, I, I feel like at that time in my life, when I was really trying to discern God's call Hmm. and surrender to God's call that God kind of kicked out any supports that I had, you know, just like anything that I was clinging to besides him. (laughs) It's like those, those things just got kicked out from under me to say, am I enough to stand on? You know, is it it enough? And so, and and it really wasn't, it was a sweet, sweet, difficult time, but, but a sweet, sweet time, A, a time when I was really desperate for God. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're so right that walking with Jesus, he has to get us to that point to get us ready. I think sometimes people think that you just go from point A to point B and it's easy, but the Lord like kind of has to (laughs) break you down. Yes. Rebuild you. I think that's very true. You know, it's, I think about all these shows we like to watch on HGTV. There's demo day before you can so make true. everything new. And so, yeah, yeah there, I've had lots of demo still going on, you know, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. you know, break my, my sin patterns and my will and right. Right. Yeah. I mean, something I've thought about since it, you said this is when we were at the Proverbs vision day mm-hmm. and you're like, She's so like, like she, you were talking about Lisa. She had just shared something. She's so vulnerable and um, she's, she's so open. She's so ripped open. Is that 
my life? Like, am I, right. have I just signed up for my life to be ripped open? And that whole idea of like, God makes you live a message before you yes. reach a message or share a message, whatever you want to say. And like, what, like, what are your feelings and thoughts on that? Cause well, that I always like, like to say that instead of writing about forgiveness and hope <laughs> and living love when we disagree, I think my next book should be about hair and makeup because <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I know nothing about hair That's and makeup. That's so safe. <laughs> but I always just think maybe if I go shallow, then, I, then the living it beforehand will be, I'll get a makeover, you know, instead, yeah, of, yeah. instead of this inner makeover, because I don't think you can mm. write about something from a, from a place of authenticity or speak from a place of authenticity until you've had to personally do that wrestling match with God. You yeah. know, I, yep. I think it just, it has to happen there first so that you, so that, cause I think as women, we're so intuitive when mm. someone's up there just giving the information we can tell mm. and we don't, we can't connect with them in the same way as if True. they've lived it as they've had, you know, let's admit it's hard to pray consistently and deeply right. and, right. you know, or it's hard to forgive when you've really felt wronged or right. hurt or, you know, a lot of the uh, study that I did on Elijah on stamina was about perseverance and, you know, how do you keep going when you want to quit? Well, I wanted to quit the whole time I was writing that study, you know, <laughs> so that it was very personal on how to keep going when you want to quit. Uh, so yeah. I do just think that that's part of the deal, you know, with, with following yeah. Jesus and I, and not to say that there's not great joy. Sure. I mean, cause in that brokenness and in that surrender and in those deep places is the greatest intimacy with the Lord and the greatest peace right. and contentment. Right. So it's, it's a great calling. It's just not, it's just not shallow. Yeah. And I think it's just, I always just like to remind myself and whoever is seeking after a call or, or whatever, mm -hmm. they feel like sometimes it's easy to look at something that someone does and think like, it's so glamorous and right. it's so whatever, and not understand that comes with it. Right. This right. like shattering part. And so like, are you, are we really ready for that? Do we want that? Right. You know? And not only that, I mean, there's other parts that aren't glamorous either. I always joke when I first started a friend of mine who was a little bit further down the road and that was local in my town. She said, if you want to be an author and speaker, what you're going to do is carry boxes in and carry boxes out. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I'm carrying boxes <laughs> in and carrying boxes out that I'm like, she told me it would be like this. It's like the song. Mama said there'd be days like this. You know, this is the yeah. glamorous life of carrying your boxes in and you hope to carry them out a little lighter, but sometimes they're still really full. You never know. Like, so. where are my people? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's so funny. But yeah, something... And I was going to bring this up anyways, because we already kind of mentioned it, but when I did go to Nashville and like she, how many lessons, five, you did five Six. lessons, Six. Six. Back mm -hmm. to back to back. Like, I really don't think you, you made like one mistake of the whole day that they had to like reshoot. And I was like, whoa, like I really was like, to me, it was you were so professional and you, you did it so well, like just go do her Bible studies is what I'm saying. But <laughs> what the one thing that I took away from that whole experience was that you said at some point in your teaching on one of the days, you said in a world that everyone is saying, here I am, I want to be a there you are person. Yes. And I loved that so much. Like, could you talk a little bit about 
that and your heart behind that? Sure. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, someone shared that with me in college and college was a okay. long time ago for me. And <laughs> I just remember it stayed with me. It's one of those things that has stayed with me and being an introvert, I sometimes walk into a room and I'm like, uh, where are my people? Or do I know anybody here? Or is everybody looking at me like I have a third eye? Or did I wear <laughs> the right thing? And I have to talk myself through, be a there you are, be a there mm. you are, not a here mm. I am, there you are. And I find, and I've tried to train my daughters in this as well, because when you start asking people about them and just mm. seeing them and loving them, mm. I mean, the most irritating person in the world can become someone that you dearly love when you start just you know, God made every single person mm -hmm. and yeah. they all have, every person has a story and there's so much, you know, I, I just, even it's interesting just with family. So I've got three college students and one high schooler at home. And on Christmas day, we, um, w all got away and spent 30 minutes with Jesus alone. Cause it is his birthday. You know, that thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But we, but we came back together and we shared just what was going on in our lives and what our kind of prayer word for the year was. And there were a lot of tears. It was kind of a heavy Christmas day. Yeah. But one of the things that they said was that like, we need to do this more often because it helps us see what's really going on. You know, Jesus said, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Mm. Because a lot of times most people have some really hard things and some really great things. And the more that you can look beneath the surface and be a, there you are mm. and see them, then, you know, you can, you can encourage them and minister to them. And it, and there's great joy in taking all of that negative self-talk off yourself and all yeah. of that focus off yourself. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that statement as well. Yeah. And, and Romans is all about that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, go ahead. And then like, that is your latest Bible study, right? Yes. And so yes. what is the main theme of that and how was it writing it? Sure. So it's the good news that changes everything. That's the main theme. And okay. I think, you know, the word gospel is so clear in Romans and the word gospel means good news. And we live in such a world full of bad news. I mean, mm. whether it's Christians fighting on social media or bad things happening on the news and, you know, or just your own personal, your dishwasher's broken and you're can't get, you're having a bad hair day or you have a pesky cold. I just think there's so many things that come out as that are bad news to, to remember and just have that realignment to the truth that we have the greatest news in, in the gospel message of God's love. We sinned, Christ paid the penalty and we can have intimacy with God through Christ. Yeah. And so I went through and just broke up, went straight through Romans chapters one to 16 and you know, the first couple chapters, the good news about faith. And then another couple chapters, it really focused on hope. So the good news about hope. And I loved learning the difference. We talked about this, I think at the taping between faith and hope. Mm. Faith is that you believe what God says. Hope is that you believe it's good. Right. You know, that, that <laughs> right. actually his plans for you, even if they may not be easy, right. they're ultimately are good. But yeah. then we talked uh, about the good news about daily life, kind of some sanctification things. The good news about relationships is all in there in Romans, especially as you get toward like chapter 13 and 14. It's a lot of talking about how we should treat one another. And then the good news about eternity. It ends mm. with, you know, talking about, um, you know, Romans 15 and the resurrection and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's so, so awesome. And so I have two questions just to wrap okay. us up at the end. Okay. What are some things that you're really excited about for 2020? Mm, there's a lot of things I'm really excited about. 
my word for the year is listen. So Ooh. I am going to try to be a better listener. I'm excited. I have three new interns. And so yes. I'm super excited about maybe even sharpening up from what we did last year. Cause last year was my first year. So learning a lot and, and trying to do, um, even better with that. I'm super excited about a new study that I just finished writing on the names of God. It's all about knowing God more intimately through his names. And so I'm getting ready. We're going to film that in Nashville, um, March 4th, I think. So that will go back to Nashville and do that. Um, So I'm excited about just how God's going to use that in women's lives. And yeah, and I'm excited about my daughter. My daughter will be here senior year. Um, coming up this next year. So that's our last kid at home. So that's super duper fun. So yeah. And, and I'm, I'm trying to, I think because I'm six studies in and this is the seventh one that's coming out. Uh, I think you can get into a rut in whatever you're doing. Okay. And so trying to ask God, where can I be risky with you? You know, not just go off and do crazy things on my own, but to say, where have I kind of gotten comfortable? Where are you asking me to shake it up and do something um, try some new things just to be stretched and to grow. And so, um, so yeah, I have a few ideas on Yay. the back burner that I'm praying through. So Very I'm excited cool. about where God's going to take those in 2020. That's so exciting. Um, I'm still going to try to come to Nashville, but <laughs> I know I have to sign up soon. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, so for the woman who does maybe does feel specifically called to maybe write Bible studies or mm-hmm. speak or whatever, but she feels maybe frustrated or mm-hmm. like what, what's some advice for her or just anyone in general that you, sure. yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to do a workshop on this that she speaks oh, perfect. <laughs> up in July on that topic. But I think to just, and you and I've talked about this quite a bit, but just that question, God, what are you asking of me? Hmm. think just to keep asking it. You know, so many times Hmm. we're like, what should I do? What should I do? And we really need to just get on our faces Hmm. and just continually say, God, what are you asking me? What's the next right thing that you're calling me to do, whether it's big or whether it's little, you know, sometimes I ask God that question and he's like the dishes in the kitchen. Let's get on those. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, Hey, I want you to reach out to this person or I want you to try to, you know, do something different. You know, one year I wrote a parenting book and, you know, that was kind of off the beaten path for me. And, you know, just some, some, to just be listening for his voice and whether it's big or small to just say, what's that next right thing? What's that next right thing for me? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I, I love that idea of, I think it was Beth Moore. I think I say this all the time, but she said, (laughs) be more committed to the Holy spirit than your calling a calling. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's so good. And I'm so appreciative of just knowing you and Uh and I feel like we're going to have more cross paths in the, in the future. (laughs) For sure. I love it. Um, but thank you so much for being willing to be on the podcast. That means a lot to me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. Bye. If you want to connect further with Melissa, you can follow her on Instagram at daring to the number two hope. And you can also find out all the information that you would need about her at melissaspolstra.com. I will also put all these links in the show notes. If you enjoyed this, I would love if you came over to call to build on Instagram and followed us there so you don't miss an episode. Thank you guys so much for being here and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.